So welcome to a pumped up ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mic. I'm Karthik Ayer and I'll tell you what the last 20 odd hours a little more than 20 let's just say 24 hours in test cricket have been absolutely outstanding. We are here today to talk about the Lord's Test but it would be remiss of me not to mention the scenes at Kingston yesterday as West Indies beat Pakistan. I mean it's it's a cliche to use the term that you've fallen back in love with test cricket but sometimes cliches work and in this case I think it does. Now with me today is Varun Shetty first up. Varun how are you feeling? How are the emotions? You've just come off the live report. How does it feel at this moment having watched the test at Lords? Well for starters I'm really hungry because <laughs> the last hour of that <laughs> was so gripping that I couldn't uh, get off the laptop or my eyes off the screen. Uh, but my god what a team this is turning out to be it's now what mcg sydney and uh, gaba and now this is uh, it, it's such a fun team to watch yeah and it's it's a roll call of these wins all over what the past we're not even a year into it right yeah i think it's what nine months i mean yeah. you throw in ahmedabad in the middle as well it's just uh, non stop you know blockbuster cricket and uh, once again the bowlers have done the batting <laughs> and then also done the bowling <laughs> so uh, it, it seems to be a template and it's making for some fantastic cricket along with varun shetty today is alan gardner yesterday alan during the west indies pakistan test i think it was ian bishop on comms i i don't know if you caught it it was probably at a fairer time for you than 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 it was for us but uh, ian bishop said that bowlers should be paid much more because there it was bowlers delivering victory and today for india it was siraj shami and bumrah in particular who delivered the win <laughs> well yes i mean i'm i'm a bowler at heart so i will um, i'll definitely agree with that uh, kimar roach doing the job for the west indies um fabulous scenes there and yeah this was i i think this was probably even more unexpected than than Kimar Roach being the hero with the bat um in a test match uh, Mohammed uh, Shami and Jasprit Bumrah putting on uh whatever it was in the end 80 odd runs unbroken um and completely turning around the game um a fine sight it was particularly particularly the follow up uh, i i'm you know applaud india uh, a, a fantastic test match i've i've stopped face palming now so uh, uh england's approach um uh, during the morning uh yeah plenty plenty to talk about but a, a great game and i mean i i would ask kadik how did you ever fall out of love with test cricket uh, in the first place but uh yeah a great match uh, and a great I, 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 i think i think more for me was, was that the day 5 rain that came in last time that 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 just <laughs> nagged me it it nagged me from the first test till this one and i was i mean i was like not not another draw please i i know this would have been a spectacular draw and that that's what we love test cricket for. but 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 yeah i'm i'm back in love and yeah let let's go in in eight days time at at leeds alan i'll stay with you here so in india started the day 154 ahead if i'm if i'm not mistaken how how did india end up winning the test by 151 runs how did england manage to get themselves in this state uh you you want me to sum that all up in in one sentence um <laughs> they basically <laughs> um they self owned i think is probably the the shorthand for what happened in the morning it was kind of it was it was a bit of a rope dope that india played on on england because they were you know they were up against it the theory was that only rishabh pant could dig them out from uh yeah that i mean 
enough runs on the board, as it turns out, 154. But you thought that England might be happy chasing 180, 200. Um, but Pant got out early. Uh, Ishant got out. And then suddenly from from nowhere, um, these two unheralded batting heroes um, that England uh, seemed to focus on trying to knock their heads off, uh, Shami and Bumrah, rather than just, you know, put on a length and pack stack the slip cordon um and the, the game spiraled out of control from there certainly from an english perspective uh, they ended up the you know uh, india declared shortly after lunch 60 overs to survive and england didn't even get close um and and they looked a bit shell-shocked by the end of it i think varun sent a message on slack Alan, and i think that made the, the most sense here i think it, in effect it was like when england tried to switch to bowling just bouncers at Jaspreet Bumrah, they messed it up completely. Yeah. Clearly, there was some kind of... um, There's some beef in this game. I mean, England and India have a little bit of history. Uh, James Anderson and India have a little bit of history. But going back to kind of the, the third evening when... Uh, James Anderson was in the last man and he ended up facing a 10-ball over uh, because of Bumrah's uh, no balls, most of which were, were ones aimed at his head. Um, took a real peppering and then and then walking off the pitch, there were there was um, a bit of a set two words were exchanged from the looks at certainly the, the pictures that were um, recorded of that. Um, and it seems as if that whole thing has been sort of simmering. Um, it was re- referenced by Coley in the... Um, in the post-match, and KL Rahul as well. Uh, and India were, you know, were, were very keen to um, rally round um, Bumrah because when, yeah, as you say, when he went out to bat, uh, and this is a guy that's only passed or only reached 20 once in tests uh, previously, and that was at Trent Bridge a week ago. <laughs> um, and he, uh, England, it seemed, were keen to... Uh, give him a taste of his own medicine. Lots of short stuff around the ears. Suddenly, all the slips went out. Uh, you know, there, there was deep square leg and fine leg and um, no catches kind of uh, in the cordon. Um, Mark Wood came back on to, 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 to bowl, you know, 90 mile an hour chin music, even though he'd hurt his shoulder the previous evening. And there was a bit of doubt about whether he'd be able to play. Anderson kind of grazed on the outfield um, for for. for 40 minutes or an hour or something having I think he bowled three overs early on when Pant was still in um but instead of yeah instead of just trying you know the the usual methods of getting out numbers nine and ten um it was it was this um this short ball tactic which just went completely wrong I mean the 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 pitch it looked and you know with with hindsight (laughs) India managed to take 10 wickets pretty easily but it looked like the pitch was pretty flat and and maybe there was an argument that, that England thought this was the best way to get them out. But uh, yeah, again, with hindsight, clearly that was that was rubbish. Uh, Joe Root conceded as much in, in the post-match. Um, England have lost the run of themselves against bowling against the tail a few times, uh, you know, and, and in a weird way, it reminded me of a, um, a game uh, against New Zealand at um, Headingley about six years ago when... Uh, Joss Butler again ended up playing like a valiant lone hand uh, in defeats in the fourth innings. I mean, there weren't many other similarities um, other than the teams were fairly level on first innings again. But but England on in, on that occasion went um, w- tried to sort of bounce out. I think Tim Southey and Mark Craig and 
Mark Henry, uh, Matt Henry, um, uh, and Stuart Broad in particular was getting sort of Pongo all over uh, um, Headingley w- with the short stuff, um, and they kind of lost the run on themselves. Uh, and the target in that on that occasion was sort of four hundred plus. Um, Butler made a made a, a valiant seventy three of one hundred and forty seven balls uh, on on the final day, um, but they got wrapped up pretty easily. Uh, in the end, but uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, in, in short, England have had problems uh, of this kind before, but th- this was kind of a, a really um, a meltdown of uh, of epic proportions, given the, the, the speed of the turnaround. We were talking about England winning at the start of the day. You know, if they knock over Pant, then then this is going to be chaseable. Um, suddenly, it went to well, they've probably lost the chance of winning this now because the target was up above 250 at lunch. But, you know, there's two sessions at Lords. Uh, that, that'll probably be fine. Um, to being, you know, to being uh, roasted uh, by a rampant in- Indian pace attack um, with, what, I think eight overs still left in the day when uh, they went bang, bang, bang right at the end. England had a little bit of hope with with Butler and Ollie Robinson. Um Bumrah pulled out an amazing, uh, a, a slower ball uh, cutter to, to, to dupe um, Robinson after he'd dug in for more than an hour. Uh, and then Mohamed Siraj capped it off. And yeah, it was a full rope-a-dope. I mean, England had been sucked in and, and spat out and flat on the canvas, 1-0 down in the series and 1,000-yard and stairs everywhere. The post-match interviews, particularly from the Indian point of view, were were pretty interesting. Kohli made sure to mention the word needle at least at least three or four times. I I, I do not know if he expected or wanted to be asked about it, but he made sure to mention it. KL Rahul as well. Varun said that if you if you come after one of us, all eleven are going to come back at you. I think they wanted to make clear that that was one of the keys to to their victory today. Yeah, I mean, I don't know one athlete, at least in the male sport, who doesn't uh, sort of rely on this siege mentality. And uh, India, in particular, are keen on that. I, I think they have a coach and a captain who are, who particularly drive themselves uh, on such things. Uh, but of course, at some point, we'll we will <laughs> I I really want to ask you guys uh, about Kohli sledging and how sort of incessant it is and whether it's actually doing a job because I got the impression that Ollie Robinson actually sort of channeled that and dug in even further with Kohli in his face every time. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I became an Ollie Robinson fan today. His aura was, I'm going to sound kiddish, but his aura was so cool with, with the collar up and he's just, he's not giving up about anything that seems to be happening about him. Maybe Alan can provide a more deeper analysis. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Ollie Robinson's been through the mill a fair bit over the mm, past um, yeah. two or three months with you know with his short international career. So I expect he can um, cope with being told to f off a few times by you know from from the slip cordon. Uh, I mean, it started or, or it it rose its head again, didn't it? Yesterday afternoon, the, the fourth um, afternoon, when um, I think Coley uh, and Anson. Um, had a, a had a bit of a um, a, a set to again. Uh, some 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 language was ex- uh, thrown around, um, and I mean, you know, uh, talking of Coley sledging. I mean, Anderson is is uh, 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 an inveterate um, uh, uh, um, 
employer of the, those tactics, a, a bit of a potty mouth. I mean, you know, we go back to the Jadeja um, incident in sort of 2014, I think, at, at Trent Bridge. And I mean, that I think they even got physical. But yeah, I, the, there are two schools of thought, aren't they, with sledging is, is that, um, you know, it's it's a waste of energy and that it's pretty annoying or that it's part of the game and it's uh, has uh, has its value and it, and sometimes in some cases can be quite amusing and I think there are players you do and don't sledge I don't think Coley really draws that distinction um, you could you could hear him chattering away or see him chattering away throughout the um, the afternoon today uh, he was having words with Joss Butler um, I don't think it affected yeah I don't think it affected Robinson but any anything that you know potentially takes a batsman's mind off off the the task at hand um Robinson did eventually make a mistake and and whether that's because he couldn't get Coley out of his ear I, I don't know but um I I yeah I think it's all part of the part of the game it's all it's all quite good fun as long as I mean the Australians draw the line of course but uh, I I don't and I don't know <laughs> I don't know exactly where it lies but it, you know as long as the umpires are happy that's that's fine uh, and it seems like they were they were willing to step in on a couple of occasions but um yeah yeah all part of the game uh Varun, i actually i can see where you're coming from though with that because i was i was watching the test with my wife and we all felt like but when, when the, the 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 chat was happening from Kohli to robinson and didn't see it the other way around at all at least when ollie was was batting after a few overs it all fell a bit flat and then it started to feel like where are these three wickets going to come from it it took an absolute beauty from from jasprit bumrah to to deliver it so i get that maybe maybe sometimes it it doesn't work but i yesterday was when i finally caught up with the sky sports interview of dinesh karthik and virat kohli and he made sure to mention there that where he performs best he feels and he said this two or three times in that interview i don't know if you guys have seen it that when he kept saying when there are 40000 people around not believing that i or my team can do a certain thing that's where i perform at the best so hey it, it seems to be working for india yeah i mean it's pretty well documented i mean we've we've all seen kohli enough uh, now to to know that he thrives in such a situation uh, I, i mean i'd go as far as to say that he probably uh, isn't his whole you know full self when i mean we've seen uh, examples of tests without crowds over the last year and i i feel like this sort of a return to playing in front of the crowds is uh, even more you know sort of suited to kohli but like with robinson's wicket i mean the 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 straight parallel we can draw is uh, how india bowled to england's tail in this innings uh, the the balls preceding robinson's wicket were both bouncers uh, but this there seemed to be a plan to actually get him out rather than sort of intimidate him uh, and you know when when the other when i think markwood got one ball and it that was a length ball uh, everything anderson faced was full or you know a length ball uh so i suppose like at the end of it all even even with kohli doing the chatter and even with england doing the chatter it ultimately comes down to how you uh, want to clean up the tail and uh with all things being equal in that sense it 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 eventually came down to bumrah actually having a plan to get the batter out so uh the chat the motivation will always remain secondary won't it yeah yeah no no it will and let's go back a little bit to the cricket varun and i'm going to stick with you because 
I don't want to skip talking about Mohammad Shami and his batting when you're on the podcast. I know <laughs> you, you you are one of his biggest fans. This must feel like an absolute dream come true. Mohammad Shami, the second highest scorer for India in this innings. <laughs> and now I think one six short of uh, Virat Kohli uh, for career. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no, the, th- the thing about... I, I'm guessing he's not yet reaching Saudi levels of, of no, six. No, I, I don't think anyone will get close to Saudi. Uh, I mean, the thing I like about Shami is he reminds me so much of Jawagal Srinath in terms of batting. Uh, you're going to have one innings a year where he's going to absolutely thrash it around. And the rest of the time, you're going to hear the tinny sound of like the bottom of his bat and the ball plonks just wide of mid-wicket. Uh, and I, I, I sort of actually tweeted, tweeted that during the first test. Uh, there's nothing better than the sound of the ball coming off the bottom of Shami's bat. Uh, and he goes and gets everything off the middle today. It was, it was a joy to watch. Uh, and, you know, you, we must also remember that uh, he lost an entire series because he was struck by a bouncer in Australia uh, earlier this year. And uh, he, he got his fair share of short bowling as well today. You can excuse me as an, as an Indian to forget that when he got out and the score at which India had to leave the field that day, that I've completely <laughs> blanked. Black that memory. <laughs> I think I think it was pretty close to what India got today. If you uh, in the first innings, uh, mm. uh, remove the first uh, the last digit. Uh, but yeah, just getting back to it, I think he he sort of he and Bumrah were both prepared to take bouncers, uh, which I guess fair play to them. Uh, India, this Indian team likes to talk about playing as a collective. You know, there's a there's a middle order collective and there's a fast bowlers collective and. It seemed like the fast bowlers had made up their minds to, you know, sort of expect uh, the short pitch bowling. Uh, they didn't seem, in, uh, Shami didn't seem intimidated in the slightest. I saw him playing uh, sort of upper cuts. I saw him play late cuts. And uh, that is not why I like Shami. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was pretty good to watch. But then uh, he rewarded us all in the end with those uh, big slogs over mid-wicket, which is uh, what, what we like of him. Uh, but... Uh, Honestly, it was it was it all happened so quickly. I I I didn't ever register that India's score was actually moving. Uh, when they were going off for lunch, it said the session run rate was four, and you just you just wondered where where when did that all that happen? Because it just seemed so much about just sort of scaring them away. There there was another interesting period of play that I found, Alan. Two things about this. First was when. Um, Mama Chami and Jasprit Bumrah, they walked back into the Lord's Pavilion for lunch. The entire Indian team came down to, to, to applaud them, to give them maybe a kind of a guard of honour with Ishant on one side and the rest of the team on, on the other side. And then what did you make of the tactic in regard to the declaration? Because logic would suggest that why would India and Virat Kohli want to lose two overs if, if they're trying to win the game? But was, was it just a bit of mind games? Uh, yeah, well, on the on the first one, I mean, Coley addressed that uh, the presentation, I think, and said they wanted to to show you know their appreciation for what the those two guys had done. Um, there's obviously a lot of yeah, this team has been through a lot. There's a lot of camaraderie there. Um, it was a, it was a well, it was a nice touching moment really because these two <laughs> unlikely lads um, had. Uh, had basically pulled their team uh, out out of the fire. It seemed, you know, just just done enough to prevent the um, the, the the spectre of England running away with it uh, in a in a small chase. Um, but clearly, that kind of triggered all sorts of uh, of 
subsequent chain reactions and and you know everyone's um the juices got got going in the india dressing room and, I, and i'm i i think most of us uh well yeah you, you tend to tend to uh, when it comes to declarations kind of you don't want to uh waste overs so yeah declare at lunch and you've got 60 64 i think overs to bowl england out um still the carrot of england having to score at four and over is just about there um if you go on as they did um then you pretty much rule out england going for it but i think there was a suggestion that kind of by sending England back out onto the field and then suddenly declaring. But Coley mentioned they wanted 60 overs, so they gave themselves two more overs um, of batting and then they then they pulled out and England, uh, Sibley, Dom Sibley and Roy Burns had to quickly go back and get ready. Perhaps, you know, that that threw England to a degree and, and within two overs of the restart, England had lost two wickets and the idea, the, the, you know, the, if they'd lost um, a few overs, um, burned, but the the the, uh, the reward was getting out Burns and Sibley, um, you know, with barely any any time wasted, any any balls chewed up, any runs on the board. Um, two ducks the first time England England's openers have both gone out for ducks in a home test in Test history. Um, that more than sort of made up for it. So uh, yeah, it, it turned out to be a, a pretty decent um, tactical ploy. Again, in contrast with England's kind of sluggish. Um, inability to, to to grasp the moment um, earlier on. Was there any point, Alan? Well, or actually, when was the point in 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 that uh, fourth innings that that you felt that England weren't going to get away with it? Did did Butler and Robinson give you some hope, or was it those two wickets of I think it was Besto just before the tea break, and then Root's wicket that that was so massive. Yeah, I, I would, Root was was the one that you thought, well, they're not coming back from that. Um, as long as Root was there, then they had they had a fighting chance. I mean, to, to, to be honest, I, I, on that surface, I thought that um, England should be able to bat 60 overs. Um, and Root going was a big, big blow just for the, the morale and, and you know the obviously the rest of the team isn't in good batting form but but even yeah with Butler and, and Robinson they looked fairly comfortable for a while and, and it did take that that bit of skill um a bit of genius really from Bumrah kind of a round the wicket um cutter um which when when everything was set up for you know a, a short ball peppering that the kind of smarts that England were missing. I mean, fair uh, just just to um, give Ollie Robinson his due with the ball. He he did actually produce um, something a little bit more thinking earlier in the day. His his knuckleball, um, which got rid of Ishant, um, nearly did for Bumrah a couple of times as well. Um, I think one edge landed kind of a foot or so in front of Butler. Um, uh, so they they weren't all guilty of kind of blindly pursuing uh, uh, the, the the short ball tactic, but um, yeah, I I think we did, I saw on our on our Slack channel a stat about the kind of the false responses um, that uh, that India had generated in that innings, um, and the, and the, the you know we normally talk about um, batting errors leading. Uh, leading to wickets, you know, you can you can get away with a certain amount of um, uh, of playing and missing and all that, and and you know, over the three, uh, well, over the four innings, uh, you know, it was that fourth the uh, England's final batting effort where pretty much everything, uh, 
either produced an edge or or, or a chance or, or it stuck apart from Coley dropping Butler which which might have been interesting um had Butler got through um but yeah I think I, in a way England didn't really deserve to get out of it given given the the, the abject um display that had uh, that had led to them being on the rack in the first place um and yeah yeah I, I, there was a little bit of hope there was a there was a little bit of hope with butler there he was playing quite well but india that attack has so much at its disposal so many different tools um that you kind of were pretty you could be pretty confident that they would um they they would they would chisel out those last few um yeah six wickets after t is is a it takes a lot of effort but getting root in the first over uh, sets you on the way but on one more broader point before we get both both your final thoughts now i have spent almost every podcast over the past two test matches taking jabs or maybe a few snide remarks at ashwin not not being in the 11 i am going to put my hands up here and say i think virat kohli ravi shastri the team management the selection has has been vindicated and and i am now i'm struggling to make arguments to see how unless the pitch supports it maybe jadeja goes out and ashwin comes in but the four pacer lineup should should remain yep it's a, it's a big big win uh, for the indian management with this uh, with this uh, combination that they went with uh, i mean we must put the caveats of how england did sort of make it easy for them but uh, the reason they picked these bowlers <clears throat> was to do what they did today and like alan mentioned 154 i mean in the end proved to be enough uh, but you pick your four best fast bowlers you you're not it, it's going to be a rare thing uh to have your top four fast bowlers fit and playing in the 11 at the same time and you when you do that you pick them to win your matches like this you you pick them to bowl the team out uh for 120 in the fourth innings and i mean even consider, considering the fact that this pitch could have started to take a turn you still had that base covered somewhat uh so they've they've built an attack for all conditions and uh I mentioned this uh, on one of the earlier days that the the final loss at uh, to New Zealand in the WTC was was stinging them and the way they thought that could be remedied was to go with the fast bowler and absolutely I mean Ishant did uh, sort of end a streak where England were slowly getting back in there with Hamid and Root and you know he's he also sort of got moin ali and sam karan the two left handers who i think ashwin would have been back to get as well in the first innings so there there's there's a reason uh, they went with this and it's because they are four really really good fast bowlers and it was a viable option it was uh, it would come down to i mean they might have assumed it would come down to potentially defending a low total and they picked an attack for that rather than a lineup that would have given them a few more runs uh, as it turned out they did end up getting those few more runs but uh, should india you know uh, get bowled out with a lead of 160 in the next game then then you know you still have the bowling to uh, go and get that uh, so fair play to them and uh, we've been saying this throughout the test uh, it was a bold move and it's it paid off in the first innings it paid off in the second as well alan we have eight what is it eight nine days for the next test we'll probably we'll have a podcast previewing it as well a lot could change until then 
uh, from England's point of view, maybe in terms of personnel, maybe maybe there are a few niggles in the side as well. So rather than looking ahead to to Leeds, how how will England take take this defeat? Will it, will it for me? It doesn't feel like it it was a victory was snatched away from England as much as India just came in there and bounced all over the, the host host said lot. So. England will be deflated in the dressing room, but maybe on this one occasion they were just beaten by the better side because there are positives in in Joe Root. Anderson doesn't look like he's going, he's dipping anytime soon. Ollie Robinson's a big positive as well. Yeah, I think in in a way that's kind of the worrying thing is that while England um, did play quite well at points in this game, um, they've ended up being pretty heavily smashed in in a way that's going to leave a mark um they might have got away with it at trent bridge they didn't get away with it here um and there isn't a lot they can do to change the side you know for the better they, there isn't going to be ben stokes coming back joffre archer coming back stuart broad coming back um this was this was probably a a better balanced side and um i mean i think it just does emphasize that that England are a work in progress and India are just a very good test team, even in conditions that aren't their own. Uh, England had the better of, they won the toss, they inserted India on a, on a day which was looked sort of made for bowling and then ended up, uh, India were 270 for three at the end of the day. Um, they fought back pretty well, but India still had a good first inning score. Then when England had the best of the batting conditions, um, they, they did get into a lead, but only because Joe Root played a you know an, another fabulous knock um 180 not out half of his team's runs basically um yeah Roy Burns did okay Johnny Bairstow did okay um Moeen Ali had a, a decent-ish sort of comeback to the team um as you mentioned James Anderson took wickets in the first innings Mark Wood took wickets in the um in the second innings albeit he might have knackered his shoulder um, in the field as well. So that might be a change that's forced upon them. But, um, you know, the, the the top three still looks creaky. Um, Burns made 49 in the first innings, but uh, didn't make it out the first over again against Boomer. Um In the second, Dom Sibley doesn't seem to, to have a method that's going to uh, either allow him to score runs or last for uh, particularly long. Hasib Hamid had a pretty um, nightmarish return <laughs> to Test cricket, really. Um, and uh, yeah, so the, you know, what are they going to bring back Zach Crawley? Uh, I don't know. There aren't many other candidates for for those positions uh, floating around the county game. Um, Sam Curran looks looks out of sorts uh, and, and isn't having anywhere near the same impact as he had on the, the series three years ago when, you know, we, we often look back at that and say, well, India probably should have run England close and somehow they lost 4-1. Well, <laughs> this time around, it looks as if those those crunch moments are going to go India's way um, unless England can, can do something about it. Um, Root is obviously going to set the... The standard and set the example there, and, and Anderson um, with the ball. Um, Robinson has been been good as well, but um, yeah, I think you're going to look at this test and say <laughs> England had a lot of um, a lot of things go their way, um, and yet they've ended up yeah being being handed their hats. 
So um, <laughs> whoever they pick in the squad for the next test, uh, it's, it's handed it's their show. hats. That's that's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's a sub a euphemism. Uh, I'm subbing in for a, 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 a word that we can't we can't say really. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I think everyone gets the picture. Mm. Uh, Varun, I'll, the final final word with you, and I want to go back to the. you mentioned siege mentality now in the previous two test series wins for india against australia in australia and against england in in india both sides this indian side came from trailing in the series at both times they were 1-0 down now they're in a position where they are ahead do you still have faith that that they're going to carry on as as they were and this side is so focused on on their aim of winning test series everywhere in the world that 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 it's not going to matter that they're in front now Well, uh, no, I, I do think uh, overall England. I mean, it, it does. It, it comes down to who has more issues with the team, and I think England are really going to struggle now uh, with the niggle to Wood and mm. uh, Anderson didn't start this test full fitness either. Uh, and of course, there's no Broad and uh, sort of Broad wrote a column I think in the Daily Mail the other day where he said I won't be the last one going out with a niggle in this series. uh so they have issues there uh the top 3 has been an issue for seems like forever uh so yeah i think india, india will be favorites going into the next test uh, they were favorites coming into the series uh, yeah. to be fair uh but uh, not not all's well with them uh, uh we did get sort of um a trademark pujara defiance yesterday uh, rahane spent time in the middle but uh, it almost seems like uh with both of them they really need to be pushed against the wall for them to sort of stand up uh in a sort of situation where runs aren't expected of them uh where they they have the luxury to play time a little bit uh so not everything's uh you know great for india at the moment uh the lower order might not keep wagging i mean let's let's be realistic about that Yeah. Um, Jadeja uh, did well in the first innings to sort of hang around, but he wasn't his free-flowing self. And the wickets aren't aren't coming from from Jadu. So yeah, yeah. well, yeah, that's that that as well. I mean, in the first innings, he he hung around, but it wasn't a, a very Jadeja innings. In the second innings, he was he looked really nervous. Uh, he, uh, he he's a sort of guy who needs uh, to be free-flowing and uh, playing number seven in a team with four bowlers. uh at least for the first uh, on the first go doesn't seem to be uh, quite working for him yet uh so there are issues here but uh just the fact that india has four functioning fit fast bowlers who uh, they can use at least for another match uh is is a, is a good sign for them uh, because that's where these games will be won yeah if you're an england fan this has maybe been a bit of grim listening but 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 if you're an indian fan and and a fan of test cricket it's been tremendous and as we've seen just today things can change so so very quickly alan and varun thank you so much for joining us on stump mike at the end of this lord's test 